Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show for tonight's podcast episode. Charlie and I are actually going to be doing a spoiler review for Denzel Washington's new movie, The Little Things. So if you haven't seen The Little Things, if you're not interested in The Little Things, if you don't mind spoilers, go on ahead and just join us in the chat and everything. If you haven't seen this movie, I advise you to check this movie out first before you go ahead and watch this video. Especially if you're doing this during the watching us during the live feed. Now, if you don't mind it, we're gonna go on ahead and spoil the heck out of this movie. So, without further ado, I really have to say this was actually one of those movies that was actually on my anticipated 
uh, movie watch list after I saw the trailer. And I'm not going to get into the trailer at all or anything like that since I'm actually going to be talking about this movie again with Frenchie on Thursday. But, you know, I love Denzel Washington. I like Rami Malek. Jared Leto always does a good job playing certain roles and things like that, too. So I was sold on that A-list thing. But I have to go with what Jeremy John said was it seems like they did a bunch of typecasting in certain areas, especially when you look at Jared Leto's character, whenever he starts being like really creepy and everything and really soft spoken. What do you think, though? I mean, what's your thoughts on the casting choices? I mean, I thought, I mean, Denzel was, I mean, Denzel is probably the best guy you could have gotten. Um, Rami Malek, I mean, he was decent. I mean, he was he did what he did what he had to. And I mean, I agree. I mean, Jerry Leto's, I mean, he's, that means he must be doing something right. If we, the fact that he's always playing creepy characters, he's just got that niche to him. I mean, he likes right. playing, he, he's, he's able to do this. Um, but I mean, like I said, I think it's like they're, everybody's focusing on those three characters. Cause there's nobody else that's really in the movie. That's going to be the selling point. And like for this movie, like, to be honest, I was like, I'm, I would recommend not paying money to see this. I mean, if you can watch, if you have HBO Max, save yourself the twenty some bucks for the theater to be unfortunately disappointed, and just be disappointed at home so you don't have to drive anywhere. Or you can just listen to this review, and therefore you don't even have to worry about watching uh, this movie at all. But that works too. <laughs> it's gonna be one of the two. But you know, this movie is about this guy named, basically, he's a deputy sheriff. His name is Joe uh, Deacon, who's played by Denzel Washington, who joins forces with Sergeant Jim Baxter, who is played by Jamie, uh, with which is played by Amy Alex's character, to search for a serial, serial killer who is terrorizing Los Angeles as they track the culprit. Baxter is unaware that the investigation is dredging up, up echoes of Deke's past, uncovering disturbing secrets that could threaten more than his case. Now, another thing, though, though that I want to actually mention is this, too. I love the opening scene where you see this girl. She's driving in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, we don't know exactly um, who she is or anything like that. This is actually set in the 1990s, so there's no cell phones. There's nothing like that and no GPSs either. So... The technology that we have now is definitely does not work in the 1990s era or anything like that. So I'm actually happy that they actually did that. They actually set this in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And the opening scene alone where this one girl, she's driving down this highway, this long desert looking highway in the middle of nowhere. And she's crying. She does, And it seems she's very tense. She's very upset. And then when she thinks that she got away from the killer, the killer, she, the killer winds up letting her pass her and everything. Mm-hmm. The killer she winds up passing the killer up. And next thing you know, the killer's right behind her. And before you know it, she's just trying to get the psycho off of her case and everything. And then next thing you know it, she winds up seeing this bar and this grill. Mm-hmm. And she's knocking on the door, trying to let people in, trying to see if anybody's in there. No one's in there or anything like that. And of course, the killer is still trying to search for her and stuff like that. She goes off into the desert and at that point in time, that's when the killer winds up seeing her and wants to try and kill her. But then she flags down the 18-wheeler to actually yeah. pick her up. And then that's where it actually cuts into Denzel Washington Washington actually investigating everything. Yeah. So what did you think of the opening? I thought the opening had me hooked. I mean, I was, I was like, from the opening, I was trying to guess what type of... What, 
who this killer is to see if we have any clues of who might show up. And like, so we're like trying to figure this out. And like, it looked like a white guy that was the killer. Um, so we're trying to figure that out. And then you didn't really get a good glimpse of his face. So they did a good job with that, trying to keep you guessing in a sense of who the killer actually is. Cause this is supposed to be that movie, finding out who the serial killer is. And then I was always interested about if we ever got to see like specifically from that moment on what, really happened like who what type of guy yeah. picked picked her up was the guy that picked her up was he working with the killer not nah, i mean the opening scene had you hooked um, it definitely does that's something that i have to actually say that this film does wind up grabbing you right from the start and it's a slow mm-hmm. burn movie and i don't mind slow burn movies as long as it actually leads up to something and i'm going to get to the okay, we're going to yes. talk about the ending later on but then i like how denzel comes in there deacon comes in there and investigating the bar and the guy goes you know i have to put up so much money at night to go ahead and put up the stakes put out everything and this happens and it's supposed to be called black angus but instead the sign is actually blinking black anus (laughs) and then i was like "Eh, not the quite the appetite that i was expecting but Mm -hmm. you know I, i do like the little jokes that they actually had in that scene alone mm-hmm. because that's like the only time you actually see this movie having a kind of a joke in this movie there's no other than that this movie is 100 serious there's no yeah. there's no way of denying that especially no. the tone I mean, it's like it's a, a, what the quote what joe said the whole movie it's these little the little things the little things that keep you sane or these little things that break se- separate you from the person so these little jokes that they try to have in there now just just to try to alleviate the mood um because this is this is not a happy movie no this is definitely one of those movies where it feels like what's that uh casey affleck movie that came out gone girl for example this is actually on that baby gone um yeah baby gone not gone girl but yeah gone baby gone and has that kind of element to it but what glued me into this movie was the fact that i actually thought this was going to be like a seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan yeah. Freeman kind of style, which the opening scene alone actually feels like a seven kind of vibe yeah. to it because, you know, you have uh, Raymond Malik's character coming in. He's a new detective, a hotshot detective. You actually yeah. see that uh, Denzel Washington char- character is actually demoted from being a detective as well. And whenever Raymond puts him on the case and everything, he goes, hey, look, I need somebody's eyes and ears that knows more yeah. than what I do. So why don't you just tag along with me and see what you can actually get? So yeah. I definitely like that Randy is actually willing to work with a veteran into, the, you know, someone that's actually knows his police work and the style, yeah. even though his style might be a little bit different than what he is. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I really liked about that. Yeah, I mean, it de- you definitely get that feeling. Like I said, I felt the first act of this movie was fantastic. It, it's got you hooked. I mean, it's got that poli- the po- procedural, like Denzel is the guy that he knows, like, oh, I need to look in this location over here. I found some clues over here. Like, he's, I mean, you got, you can get that seven feel to this. Like, Denzel is the Morgan Freeman, the old grizzled uh, vet that knows what he's looking for, that's done the job right. for a while. Um and then Rami Malek's kind of like the new up-and-comer. He's got a family. He's got a wife. Um, so, I mean, you could you could definitely sense that 
they're trying to do a 21st cent like a, like a, a yeah 20th century version of seven i mean right emphasis on the word try but in the the whole execution again we'll talk about it let's just say that was that's a whole different category <laughs> right and you know what i actually liked how at the very start of this though when they're inside that apartment area and you know, the girl has the plastic bag over her face. And then yeah. also, too, she's also moved where the refrigerator and everything is. And mm -hmm. then everybody's so focused in on the apartment alone to where she's actually at, rather mm -hmm. than, okay, is the serial killer actually watching her? Or are they watching them? Watching the yeah. cops, for that matter, as well. Because, you know, 99.9% of the time, serial, serial killers do circle back at the scene of the crime. The scene of the crime. Yeah. Right. So that's also another thing Denzel was actually thinking of, Deacon was actually looking at. So he goes on ahead, he gets out of the uh, apartment, he goes over to the cross, uh, to the other apartment complex, and he sets up a chair, he sees how the woman is actually facing. So it made me think at first that this guy is not into necrophiliac or anything like that. What he's trying to do is he's just trying to set up the body to where he can actually get off in his own privacy and then go about his mm -hmm. business. That's what yeah. my first intentions were. Then also, too, I also liked uh, before he actually goes over there, before Denzel uh, Deacon actually goes across, is he's like, did anyone dust for these fingerprints right here? Because it looks like you can get something right here. So yeah. I like the little things that they, matter of fact, the little things that he's actually looking at. So yeah. I definitely love that. And the name of Raymond Ballack's character, of course, like I mentioned before, was Jim Baxter, Sergeant Jim Baxter. So, yeah. and Jim is even taking initiative uh, to what Deacon is actually doing as well. He has that little smirk on his face and everything. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I got the right person on this case that can actually help me. Even though he got demoted, yeah. but we don't know why he got demoted in the first place. Yeah. And why he's actually just a basically just a deputy now. Was did he get demoted or did he choose to? That's the thing. I don't. I wasn't really fully clear on did he really, he, or, or or I think or that like or that he stopped doing what he did because he ended up having like the job took a big toll on him. I I, I didn't. I forgot that. Did he get demoted mm. or or he, or did he get like, I would like just choose? To? Hmm. It could actually be a mental thing though too, where. Yeah. Yeah, that because he probably had a couple of mental breakdowns, especially after what happened in the woods, which we're going to get to that yeah. in a few minutes as well. But, yeah. you know, I think it had a lot to do with his mind and his mental state to the point was like, OK, either you can resign or you can choose to be a, just a common deputy. Yeah. So he's like, look, police work is probably my life. So I'm going to go with yeah. being a deputy. I'm not going to be yeah. the detective yeah. that I once was. That's the way I yeah, was thinking. I mean yeah, I mean, because like, because they said it, 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 he had multiple surgeries because of the work that because even he had a lot of heart attacks, and like he, he 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 his his wife divorced him, and then his and then he's like and he doesn't see his kids because I think mean, it's obviously yeah. whatever he did took a toll on him. So, right, because remember One, he even stopped at his ex wife's house. Yeah, he did, and just asking how the kids, and he's like, "You can come on in." I'm like, "Damn, I'm kind of busy." Um, so he clearly cared more about his job than he did his family. Right. Um, and then also, too, she said, well, why don't you call your daughters? Because she said he asked, yeah. how are they doing? And he, she said, well, why don't you go on ahead and call them? 
And then yeah. also the, even the outside work was actually getting abused as well. Because remember, mm-hmm. she said, yeah, well, you never had time to take care of the garden or anything else that we had. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have this guy now, because he's actually more productive than what you are pretty much. Yeah. But um, but still, I liked how they actually try to tie in the killer with Denzel mm-hmm. Washington's killer, because that's the first instinct that went into his mind was, was this. The bag is over, over the victim's face. Then there's also placed in the same position as he saw his the other uh, victims that he had back when Denzel was actually being a de- detective homicide. as well. Right, yeah. when he was a homicide detective. So he was actually putting two and two together to see if these two cases yeah. actually connect. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that aspect of that. As long yeah. as it went I mean, somewhere with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I like the comment by Rami Malik was talking about like, you, uh, you've been around this town a long time. Like a lot of things have changed, and Denzel's like, like or Joe's like, still got to catch him, right? And nothing's changed. I mean, and it's just like to I me, mean, just to delivery some of these lines. Den, Den, that's why Denzel's is that good of an actor because he's just, he's got that charisma, and I can definitely see that in his son, uh, uh, John David Washington. He's definitely got that charisma that Denzel, which that. Um, the other cool part is like when Denzel went back into that apartment, like it's a brief Easter egg, but on the top of her wall, she had three ninja masks. I, f- I, I, I think I've seen those before. I think those are the three ninja masks from three ninjas. You see, I didn't notice that, but I did notice the no doubt poster in the background though, because no I doubt was just starting out. Yeah. Okay. It's like a pink poster. I did notice, I did notice yeah. The, yeah, the masks though, and I think I think that's those. That was a nod to Three Ninjas because I'm pretty sure that one came out in the '90s. Yeah, it did. It came out in '93 or '94 yeah. or '91, somewhere uh, around that area. Because I, I remember I as a kid cool. going to movie theaters. Yeah, I got, but, I thought I thought that was cool. a little note to it because that's such a great. It's a it's a kid movie, but it's a great one. <laughs> it definitely is. But anyways, um, so. At that point, too, if it wasn't for the person actually doing the autopsy on the victim, Denzel mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to get into the apartment. He said, look, I'm going to pull this yeah. file one more time. I'm going to pull a file one more time. So this yeah. goes to show you that she pulled the file before, but we don't know what that file contained no. from before. So she also put her, her job on the line the first time for Denzel. Yeah. So they actually have a yeah. history. So I love the fact that they actually have a history together. Because even when yeah. she's inside the apartment, there's something there, some tension that's actually there between the two mm-hmm. of them. You weren't sure if they were banging or if they were, no. you know, but it was just that that were, they were just that close of a colleagues to where they yeah. invested into each other was the thing. Yeah. So that's something that yeah. I really like and respected about that their relationship. So she hands him the yeah. key, he goes in, he starts looking around. Yeah puts uh, two and two together. He even asked the landlord for the beer and the pizza that yeah. the victim had and everything. Yeah. So that was actually an interesting thing, though, too, to actually think about the yeah. beer. Yeah. Little, and I didn't think about that, thing. to be honest with you. No. Um, and the other interesting thing is Denzel wouldn't have been in this situation if his, his, if his police chief in another state or another area didn't tell him to go to this town to pick up the shoes for this thing 
And then it turns out, like I said, after Denzel did it, they said that Denzel kind of like took some leave from his job at the other city just to do what he was doing this one. That's why he went out and bought all the stuff. He took vacation right. days, which he very rarely does. Cause obviously he knew something was going on with this case. I mean, and the other thing too, is during the autopsy, they found um, like in, in their uh, like digestive system, they found roast beef. So I thought that right. was interesting too. So I kept picking up, all right, anytime somebody's going to get food, all right, who are they giving food to? What does this restaurant offer and stuff like that, which was which right. just kind of keeps you guessing, which I thought, like I said, the first act kept you guessing, which was which kept you intrigued, which was which was good because then you know hopefully there's a good end result. <laughs> right, exactly. But also too, we also find out the victim's also a vegetarian. So therefore yeah. you're wondering, okay, so this killer must have decided to go ahead and put food in her mouth that she wouldn't want to eat mm -hmm. after she died. Yeah. So that was something that was interesting that we haven't seen before in a movie. No. And that's something that I didn't even pick up on. Then, of course, you know, as things are going play, being played out, I liked how the police captain told um, Rami Malek's characters, like, he turns around and he says, "What does it seem like that he's the type of person that would actually take a vacation? And then yeah. at that point, you see him with the uh, suit on, pretending that he's yeah. actually a detective again, and he's yeah. back at it again. And, yeah, you know, I actually like whenever he goes in the appliance store, and at that point, that's when we actually get our first look at Jared Leto as yeah. the creeper. <laughs> that's pretty much what I'm calling him as a creeper because the way he looks, he yeah. looks like a very nineties version of uh, Manson, <laughs> the Manson family. <laughs> yeah. And everything you that. Think but, you know, I definitely like the lead up to that a whole entire point when mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's just looking and observing. Um, he's just observing Far. Deacon. And then, of yeah. course, the car scene. I'm going to let you go into the car scene and everything now. Okay. Yeah, so um, eventually later on, like, Denzel's getting these leads and stuff, and then he's passing that information on to Jer uh, Rami Malek's character. Um, was this before the two of them had the uh, Rami Malek and Denzel had the, the meeting over the bridge, and they're going over Denzel's past? Or was this before or after he had the, com he had the confrontation with Jared Leto? forgot this is before um, so the confrontation um, was before yeah with the past and everything that was before the confrontation okay and wondering who okay. it was and everything yeah yeah because like i think that. the two of them were having a discussion and they're going over denzel's past of how under that bridge you know those two lady ladies that are laying up against a rock similar mo same a similar situation that the other they found the other girl and then, then Denzel heard a, a a voice in the forest, and then that's and then the, and then they, then it goes back to Rami Malek and Denzel still chatting on a bridge, and then I think that's when the two of them kind of like form this part little partnership that they want to get this mm -hmm. guy, and then then Denzel like I think he, that's where Denzel gives Rami a little list of all the people to look into, um, and then I think then they narrow it down to. Leto's character, so then Denzel snooping at his house with the car. He's looking around, 
and then Jared Leto comes oh, around with the trash. Yeah, yeah. Versus oh. the car, though. He just looks at the car for a minute. Oh, yeah. Remember? It's just, it's just the car. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Isn't he then following him around, like, everywhere? Yeah, <laughs> he's, they're F. following him around everywhere after that. Like, yeah. first, he's looking at the car, and he goes, like, he Trump goes, Trump's face. Yeah, and this is what um, Daryl Lowe's character name is. is Albert. And Albert's just like looking at him and he goes, so, you're looking at my car? Yeah. That's so, you must really like my car. And so, um, so, how much is it? it? It's not for sale. <laughs> and then goes back. Yeah, and he's asking, how the trunk space? And then the big question was, how is the trunk space? <laughs> Right. He goes, how's the trunk space? It's nice. It has very good yeah. trunk space. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah. And then he's following then, him around, and he's like, and like when he's going every, on all these locations, he goes to a gentleman's club. I'm like, alrighty. How does he have all this money? Um. So, before all this happened, there's another girl that was, uh, that was like, jogging, um, jogging with, like, with her, a friend of hers, and then she's like, no, I'm fine. I just live up the block. I don't need you to walk with me. And I was like, "Uh, oh, no, you're go- You're next. Yep. <laughs> you're next. And then, and then and he's running up. And then she goes up, and you see this brown car drive up. And then so she's gone missing. So they're trying to ask where this find this girl. So I kept thinking, all right, he's going to a gentleman's club, and obviously he didn't seem to have a lot of money. I wonder if he held, if he's kept, if he put her there in that club, and he's hiding her there. Because they keep emphasizing the whole movie, he always goes to the same club. So I kept thinking, <laughs> all right, somebody must be in there. And then, and then so, he's fought, and then he's going. Yeah, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go on. Fin- finish what you have to say. Then after that, I'll tell you and what then, the opposite of that thing I was doing. Yeah, and then he's like, then you go, then you see him go to this restaurant, um, and it looks like it had roast beef on it. And then he goes up to a bunch of prostitutes and gives them the food. So I'm guessing, okay. All the evidence seems to be pointing that, that he's really the guy because the roast beef, because we found roast beef in the in the person's um, throat, Stop. and then right. yeah, I, and then um, then of course the big confrontation with the cars about how the two of them having a cat and mouse chase driving down the street, finding him, and then Denzel sitting there. And then driving around like the, the whole weird cat and mouse, and then then when Denzel sees him come up from behind, because that seems that was the mo of the guy in the very beginning of the movie, stopping his car when you pass, and then he follows behind you, and then Denzel pulls out his what his his nine uh, millimeter whatever pistol like having there, and then the two of them had the big face to face, ask him how's the trunk space, right? Okay, so my opposite. Uh, direction of what you were thinking was this. I was thinking that he was just giving them the slip. Like, he knew that they were watching. That's what I was yeah. thinking the whole time. I'm like, he's not in that club. He's 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 not in that club. They went th- He went through the back or something. He's also in janitor clothes. So th- like, how can yeah. he actually afford anything? He's, this is, yeah. by the way, the electronics store alone looks like a shabby looking place that I wouldn't even bring my grandmother to to actually get a new mm-hmm. oven. Or anything yeah. like that. This is like one of those places that you know that's a scam and mm-hmm. fulgazi, but still, so of course they're gonna do business no matter what. But mm-hmm. it makes you wonder. 
how does he afford to get food for these prostitutes or whatever? And the first thing that I was thinking of was, uh, St. Albert passing out <laughs> roast beef to the hookers. But then again, this other woman was not a hooker, though. But he could actually be moving no. his way into that yeah. area, that, that gray area to where he's actually trying to change things up a little bit mm -hmm. as well. So... That, so the, that's a little bit of the opposite thing that I was actually thinking was the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, I was thinking that maybe he actually snuck out the back door of the of the gentleman's club. I was not thinking yeah. that he was there the whole entire time, you know, but yeah. then again, he's also a repairman, but he doesn't have any tools with him. So you can't actually use the excuse. Oh, he must have been fixing something because he's actually been there two or three other times when they're staking him out. So that is actually out the window. But then I also like the whole entire uh, cat and mouse game, like you said, too. It's like, how is your trunk space? And at that moment and everything, that's when they decide to do the full investigation. And I also like what Raymond uh, Malik's character says, too, which, like I said, um, his Baxter winds up telling him is this. Uh, if you have any type of mental breakdowns, if you screw me over on this case to and everything, Deacon, I'm going to have to call it quits with you and I. Mm -hmm. Because I'm already invested too much time and energy into this, and people already look up to me. As yeah. is. So that's what I got out of that context. But, you know, the cat and mouse game was fantastic. I just wish that they yeah. would actually kept that up. Whereas, like, a mm -hmm. cat and mouse game through the whole entire movie, it would actually have been yeah. great. Yeah. And before and then, all that happened... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. Okay. I was gonna say before all that happened too, you see Denzel get the hotel and he, with the and then going back to the case information, he has up on his wall the three girls from his earlier time and his obsession with all three of them was led to like okay something really must have happened, especially that white girl too at the end uh, the one that's like that that was like that looked like it came to life that he's staring at her the whole time. It was like something obviously must have happened. So that led to the more speculation of that. And that's what that. And then he's trying to compare what happened to those three to what happened that. And that's what led him to get interest, more interested in the case. But his obsession was really like, like you knew something happened and you're just trying to figure out, is this connected or did something or did he do something that really cost him the chance to solve this case? Right. I, I totally get that. And not only that, but we also forgot to mention, too, that Denzel, whenever he sees these pictures, he sees the women actually coming, like demons, pretty much, coming out of those yeah. pictures from, of his past. And then also, yeah. too, the new woman that winds up dying is also part of him now. So whoever yeah. he latches onto, that's actually becomes part of him. So mm -hmm. I thought that was actually pretty cool to actually have a little psychological type of horror thriller kind of element yeah. to it. It didn't really throw me off of, off of this movie having that in there. I thought it added no. something to that character, to be honest with this you. more questions. Yeah. Right. And I also have to say this, though, too. The interrogation scene was actually really great. Because at that point, you actually see the girl from the very beginning of the film. Because here I am. 30 minutes or 40 minutes in here, I'm like, whatever happened to the girl from the very beginning yeah. and everything that um, that got rescued? Because I was thinking in my head that she got rescued. 
And I'm like, mm -hmm. what happened to her? Is she, yeah. has there been X amount of time since that actually happened? Because some yeah. movies give us a time frame of how long it actually was. You know, but didn't. no, but so that tells me that it's still in the present. It's still fresh, of course, because that's yeah. actually what happened at the very beginning of the film. So, yeah. you know, that's something that I actually do appreciate the fact that now they actually show us the girl. And then, of course, they captured, um, they wind up capturing Jared Leto's character and stuff like yeah. that. They wind up catching Albert and he, they bring him in. And the look on the girl's face makes you think that maybe they might have gotten maybe the wrong guy in a sense because i didn't feel i didn't really they feel like that, that. Shit. huh they rushed that like that sequence like with the girl looking through the images and she's staring at it and she was hesitant on it but rami malik thought it was the guy so i think like i said i think as a movie they rushed that or rushed past that i'm like obviously like because i was trying to get us to think that okay we know it we think it's him but why did you brush that off or rush him rush rush past that? Because she said maybe you can do a lineup, and he's like, no, 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 we got the guy. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so let's we, let's go with this though. The interrogation scene and everything too was also something that was really creepy off with him though too, especially whenever yeah. he sees the victims coming out of the. Uh, they wind up giving him this yellow envelope. He goes, yeah. What's this? Yeah. Because, and I was like, you know what that is, asshole. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Just open up the like envelope. Jared Leto's character wasn't stupid. He knew exactly right. what was going on the entire time. Like he knew the whole procedure. Like it seemed like it felt like he was like he he's he's very familiar with the system. Um, right. and the other thing too we forgot to mention is early in the movie, the very first interrogation sequence with uh, oh, yeah. I think Stan. Um, and cause like that was Denzel was behind the screens watching it. And then the guy, it, the, I think one of the guys like, well, like Denzel calls in, asking about who Mary Baxter, who Mary something is. And the guy goes up to the, to the, uh, the, the see-through pan, the glass that from Denzel's on the other side. Cause obviously then, then, cause that was the question of time. Who is this girl? Cause that's who Denzel, cause that guy Denzel like broke his jaw and then eventually he, kills himself by putting a shotgun in his mouth and shoots himself. That was their first to topic. So that's the, led to more questions about what really happened to this girl. I think Mary something that then like that was yeah. very, when Denzel was the episode, that was more, it's just, we're getting more questions. We're not really getting many answers. <laughs> exactly. And then of course, you know, I actually liked how he's actually taking out the pit, the pictures and everything. Yeah. And he's like, so he starts just, you know, just taking out the pictures, just like casually. Mm -hmm. He's like, now this one. Yeah. I've seen this one before. She looks very familiar. Yeah, I think I've seen her before. Puts it down. And at that point, Denzel just wants to go and rip him a new one. Mm -hmm. And then, especially when he goes in the interrogation room and just puts him up against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, you knew he was going to lay him out, but he kept punching the wall on purpose. Right. Exactly. But, okay, so you were wondering about the whole scene. That's one scene where it was rushed. 
I feel like police work in a sense is like that, where it's like, okay, we don't need to do a lineup. We don't need to do yeah. that. We already have our guy. The detective already made up its his mind that this is the mm -hmm. guy. There's no changing it. So that's what my perspective was. It was in the line yeah. of the police work rather than yeah. uh, something within the script. I really feel like some police officers are like, you know what? We got this guy. We don't need to do a lineup anymore or anything like that. This is mm -hmm. our suspect. This is who we're zeroing in on now. We don't need to go on ahead and get any other suspects. We need to go on ahead and tail this guy, get our perp, and make the arrest. But also kind of led to that whole bias, too, because now, like, when, you, when you watch the movie, you see what happens, and then it's like the girl was hesitant that it might have been him, might not have been, mm -hmm. but Rami, Rami didn't really want to listen, and then, the, like, and, like mm -hmm. he just wanted to, like, kind of, so kind of brushed her off a little bit, like, in a sense that they already knew it was this guy, but is it really the guy? I mean, all the evidence yeah. can point it towards him, but... Like the, the the any slight hesitation can can be like like again these little things the girl's hesitation that they brush off that could have that that was kind of a key that maybe might have been it I mean like just some of the stuff that you just gotta pick up on but again I don't know I just thought that sequence was a little weird because again just being that we've seen the movie and what really happened it kind of it kind of could change some stuff. Right, I can get, I can get that. Yeah, I can hear a little bit of echo. Okay, we'll see. Hold on, let me try something. Okay. Okay. No. Okay, I think we got it. I think we got it. Nope. Oh. Hold. It's a little bit of technical issue. I think we got it this time. Okay. Yep. Okay, we're good. We're good. So, you were mentioning the trash earlier, though, too, when Denzel went on ahead and got the trash out of um, his... Oh, no, I, I didn't mention the trash. I just mentioned Rami. Um, Jared Leto was bringing down the trash. Because I think he caught the... He picked up the trash, like, when he was investigating the car. So, that was, like... Okay, okay. Just that make, was a making while. sure that they're not overlapping. Okay. No, I don't so, think so, no. Okay, so then after we wind up seeing the interrogation and everything, then we actually see them do the stakeout. Now, the stakeout was the most interesting thing about this thing as well. And I feel like this is where I was most invested in was the stakeouts and everything, too. Yeah. And I liked how it's actually real police work. You actually feel like you're on the case with them. You really do feel like you're invested into the stakeout just like they are. He goes to the gentleman's club. He stays there all the way up until night. Then after that, he goes to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, uh, Raymond Malik's character is over there punching the window, being pissed off because he can't, don't have anything on him. Yeah. You know? We also That's forgot, too, the part where, after, like, where Denzel went to get into the house... He wanted to get like a couple five minutes in the house, and then yeah, I thought that was then, actually part of the. I thought the stakeout was before that, though. I thought that was when I, they're I watching. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, well, I, I think, think it all. It all. It, there's so many stakeouts, so many going in the house. Right, right, right. like kind of like, yeah. Okay, let's okay, let's do this. Um, so after that winds up happening, the next day they're watching him. Yeah. And Denzel's like, "I need to get into that house." Yeah. He goes but we don't have enough to actually go on to have a warrant. Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah. I just need five minutes. I just need five minutes in there and get what I need. Yeah. So, and then, but then I'll let you go ahead. Because he said, like, because I think the first five minutes he he goes in there, Rami Malik, like, he calls up, hey, can you meet me at this bar? Which was ironic. Yeah, that was after Rami the interrogation. Malik, yeah. It was like, I forgot he was supposed to go to the bar to meet up with Rami Malik, like, to meet up with Jared Leto, and he didn't. And that's what led to the suspicious thing. So Denzel goes in the house. He's looking for stuff. He notices a crevice on the floor. He opens up and you see this box. And then right after that, then you hear Jared, like, you hear, you hear, um, you see um, a loud noise, and that made Denzel's jump. That's because the reason, Ma like, Jared Leto's character knew all about the stuff about police procedure is because he actually had a police scanner radio in his house. So it <laughs> kind of leads to the suspicion that Jared Leto knows what was going on the whole time. Like, he's not an idiot, he knows police procedure, and he calls in a fake, um, like, agent down or a cop down uh, he calls in a triple nine and essentially right. which allows um and he, then that he means called, in, called in two officers down in the apartment yeah yeah and then and then and then that's when you see denzel like chattis like him in the 60s climbing out of a house down a house <laughs> and then all that kinds of stuff and that, that's yeah, when you can see his age yeah definitely because he's on top of a roof trying to go down mm -hmm into the alley and everything. I thought that was actually pretty funny. Actually trying to see a six year old man go up, <laughs> up on a roof and trying climbing down into the alley. Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty funny, but I mean, you know, remember in the interrogation room, um, this is what Albert said. He goes, I'm a, he goes, I'm a big uh, crime investigations person. I follow, mm -hmm. I like following crime investigations. So, with the police scanner, that even shows even more as yeah. well into that, like you mentioned. Um, then at that time and everything, you know, uh, Detective Baxter, Rami Malik's character, winds up saying, so did you get what you need? He goes, I need a little bit more time in that house <laughs> to get what yeah. I need. Yeah. And this is all around the time, I think, right when the captain told him, all right, you got this weekend to figure this out. Now the FBI is coming down here and taking over. Um, right. So that looks as, yeah. But you know what I thought that was funny, though? I thought that mm -hmm. Ramey, uh, no, I thought Jared Leto, Albert, would actually call his own apartment and mm -hmm. call, and Denzel would actually answer the phone <laughs> because yeah. he, knew, he probably wouldn't know that Denzel's in his house. So yeah. I'm glad that it was like the reverse effect where he just calls mm -hmm. in a dispatch. And everything that yeah. two officers are dead. He goes, and matter of fact, he actually orders a Shirley Temple mm -hmm. <laughs> as well to go, which I thought was actually funny. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, you know, then it's the next night. Yeah. After you mentioned everything else about the FBI, mm -hmm. about everything else, mm -hmm. uh, that's when we actually see the fact that, you know, uh, Rami Malik, Detective Baxter, is in the car. They're doing the stakeout. Denzel wants to get a new battery for his watch. And then yeah. while he's inside the electronics store, also too, he's also picking up coffee for uh, Baxter as well. And then of course, yeah. that's also too, when Albert calls uh, Rami Malik through a payphone, or when the well, payphone starts the ringing. Yeah. yeah. He's not on the other side. He just scares him. Yeah, like he, he goes, knows 
and they've been yes. watching him for like a couple days. And then he's like, hey, what, do you want to take a ride with me? It was, I promise, was I won't bite. Like, <laughs> you're a cop. I mean, you, you should wait, like, because he's trying to wait, like, oh, Denzel's not invited. But you let him, <laughs> you ride in the same car with the guy you suspected for murder. You get in the same car. You, it would have been better if he was in the other car and follow him. I mean, this was just, this was not a bright move. No, like, it wasn't. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like you like like I, I said, the whole time I kept thinking of seven and I kept thinking whoever the killer is, he's gonna target Baxter's family. Like the mom, like his wife and the two girls. I kept thinking something bad was gonna happen to his family. And that's why I was like, Don't get in that car. And then and then luckily he waited enough for Denzel to follow behind and Denzel was really good at doing that because Denzel was knows how to follow people. <laughs> right. Well, another thing though too was I was actually thinking on the same lines as you were and everything, especially yeah. whenever he says so, how's your wife? I know that you have a wife and a daughter. You shouldn't be in the papers because now your family's in the papers. <laughs> that's that, That's something you just don't want to do. And yeah. then next thing you know it, um, that was something that I was thinking was maybe he's trying to bring them to where the, their bodies are. His family, yeah. Yeah, Not that's the what you think. Did you I, think? I don't know. I, I kept thinking, I'm like, all right, this has got like a seven feel right over to it. Like mm -hmm. something, something was going to happen. Like he's going to find something. Um, so I was expecting like some that type of payoff when he goes to this abandoned dirt area and like right. and then he and then uh, you knew he wasn't going to intentionally unlock kept the door unlocked for denzel because he knew he was following behind the whole time but it was weird it's just when when they when after they go through just how weird denzel is just driving around the location i was like because if he was there sooner what we've got might not have happened Right. And I was also on the edge of my seat. I'm like, this is this is not good. You should not be yeah. inside that same car, Baxter. You should not be yeah. in the same car with him. You you don't need to be there. And no. I'm like, I'm hoping that Denzel, I'm hoping Deacon will go ahead and come out of that place, out of the electronic store, fast enough to where he actually realizes that his partner is not even there and follow yeah. them. And as a matter of fact, he does follow them. Blood. Yeah. Right. But you remember, though, he does lose track of them. He doesn't know. Bit, yeah, yeah. He on the interstate, he's like, I don't yeah. know which exit to get off of. But yeah. if I was a killer, which exit would I actually get off of? You can yeah. tell that's the angle that he was actually working because of the way yeah. that he was actually looking at the signs. But he yeah. turns off on the same exit that Jerry Leto was. But he does wind up passing... Uh, the fence and everything where um, yeah. where Jared Leto is the first go round. Matter of fact, this is, let me just paint the picture for you guys. Okay, it's a dark desert road. It's a dark country road, a matter of fact. And the only thing that you can see is like a steel gate. And he wants Rami Malek's character, Jared Leto's character, Albert wants Detective Baxter to open up that metal gate to allow them in, uh, inside. So the first initial thought was he's going to run him over. 
even though he has yeah. a gun in his hand, and Albert does mention the fact because, well, if I go ahead and everything, if you go ahead, I have an, you have an upper hand in this. You, I, I, you have a gun. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was another thing, but you know, Rami Malik winds up opening up the gate. They go inside, but he does not lock the gate, which was a smart move yeah. on his part uh, to yeah. actually show a sign that they're in there because he knows um, that Deke is actually right behind them. So I actually do yeah. did appreciate that. Yeah, and then. As they're as they're driving through this long dirt road into the uh, access of the gate, you're wondering, okay, where are they going to stop at? Where does this road, yeah. this part, actually end? This driveway end? And then finally they stop, and then all of a sudden Albert's like, "Well, we gotta dig." <laughs> and I'm gonna let you go on ahead and go into that detail. Okay, so essentially, like, uh, Baxter's asking, all right, where? And then, uh, so Jared Leto's screwing with him, honestly, telling him, like, okay, you're colder, 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 ah, warmer. And then, then when back, Baxter starts digging, and then halfway through the dig, once you can see the empty, he's like, ah, oh, actually, no, it wasn't there. It was down, it was further down the other way. And anytime you keep seeing him dig, He's bent over so you can see his gun in his backside and how unhandcuffed Jarrett Lowe's character was. I kept expecting him to pull that gun and shoot him. Like, seriously. Like, I mean, if he's your perp, you're an officer. You You have handcuffs. Put the handcuffs on him so he can't, like, easily pull the gun from your backside. And then, so periodically, he's like, oh, no, actually, no, I, 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 now I remember. It wasn't there. It's there. So essentially, he's, he's kind of like getting Baxter to get pissed off at him that he might do something stupid. And then, and right. then I mean, I think that's, that's pretty much that point. And like, he's been, he's just digging around. And then, um, and then at some point, Jared Leto is getting right under his skin mention his family, and all of a sudden, whack. Baxter whacks Jarrett Leto in the face with the shovel, and Jarrett Leto's character's not moving. And no. Baxter's and trying to wake him up. And this is when you know Deke what, shows up. Right. Yeah. And you know how you would thought that he was actually going to pull a gun? Oh, shoot. I'm... Give me one second. Okay. So going on John Point, like, yeah, like I said, there's various moments in this that you think he, Jared Leto is going to pull the gun from his backside and shoot him. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm back. <laughs> we had a little technical problem. Uh, so anyways, what I had thought was this. I thought that he, someone was going to get hit with the shovel. Mm-hmm. I thought that, number one, he was going to make uh, Jared Leto's character dig, mm-hmm. and he was going to have the gun pointed to him, and then he was going to hit him with the shovel. And once again, I'm actually fooled. <laughs> and yeah. everything. Instead, Rami Malik was the one who winds up. Baxter winds up hitting him, Albert, in the yeah. face with the shovel instead. And of course, he winds mm-hmm. up dying. 
He's laying on the ground. Denzel pulls up. And you can definitely tell that the first glimpse of Raymond Malik's character was like, oh, my God, I killed him. My whole entire career is over with as a police officer. Yeah. As we know it. But Denzel's like, yeah. no, don't worry about it. We're going to fix this. We're going to take care of this. Make sure you bury, the, bury him. Make a hole mm-hmm. for him. And I'll be back in a couple of hours. So yeah. he goes back over to um, Jared Leto's character's house and starts getting all the clothes that he has, his car, piles them up, takes them. And then after that, he winds up t- giving the car to somebody. Yeah. Uh, he ends up throwing the keys to somebody, and then next thing you know, it Denzel's back. Deacon's actually back over there to see Baxter, and then we, we actually see Baxter actually digging, still constantly trying to find the some proof, proof that he's actually the, the killer. Was, that was really him, Jared Leto. And then, and there's also that box too. Denzel, there's like glyph at the box that he finds. He doesn't open it. And then that, and before, like, we, Denzel gets out of the car, that, you go back to the flashback, we're wondering, what happened to that one girl? Was he, that, it turns out the one girl was in the forest, Denzel shoots and kills her. So, that third girl everybody thought was the killer, surprise, Denzel killed her. And that's what led the whole thing of them covering it up, saying, we're just going to say it's a strangulation. So that's that that that's the big twist. Well, Denzel killed <laughs> multiple stab wounds, is what she said, though. Yeah, well, yeah, multiple stab wounds. Yeah, but no, it was really a bullet yeah. shot from Denzel's gun as him as a homicide guy. So he was the killer of that one girl. Twist, and then of course, yep, and then of course he tells uh tells the detective he goes, look, you're not going to mention. Albert's name, you're not going to know who Albert is. Albert is is gone. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to take a break from the force. <laughs> right. You're going to take you're going to take a vacation mm-hmm. and then um yeah, pretty much just like take a break from this and then then the F- and then then you see the FBI show up. They're going to all right, this is our guy. This guy here, like the Jared Leto's character, he that we're going to go find him. And that, speaking, because everybody keeps thinking Jarrett Leto was the killer. Um, right. Obviously, and he then, wasn't the killer. He was just screwing around with the police because, well, he's type, his character fit the M.O. And everybody like, just immediately jumped on. All the things, all the things that everybody kept saying, oh, it, it, that's why I have emphasis on the little girl hesitant on his face because... Obviously, the, they're trying to get the implication that he was not the killer. Everybody was assuming he was the killer. So, we got a killer still on the loose. No girl that Jeremy Malik said he was going to find this girl, find this girl, and bring her home. Where is she? We're not going to show. And then, then we get to the big revelation. So, anyway, um, did you want to cover this, John? Or you want me to go through it? Well, I'll, I'll do this one. Okay. Uh, this is actually where Denzel is over back at his house. He's burning all of Albert's clothes. He's burning uh, every single thing that connects to Albert to make it look like that he's actually on the run from the cops to make it appear that he's actually alive. It's kind of like the mob, right? When they kill somebody, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's dead. 
he's gone, but he's not really dead. <laughs> and everything. They know, but they don't know. Kind of thing. So that's actually how I actually felt about that. Was them him actually pretending that Albert's character is actually alive still. And a matter of fact, he even goes into details saying, okay, well, this guy changes locations every single day. This is what the police captain says. Uh, he changes locations every single day. We're looking for a guy like that. We're looking for a guy that's really creepy, six foot two, um, and also at 152 pounds, just exaggerating on the on that and everything. And then, of course, it goes into Rami Malek's character, Baxter, where he winds up near the swim, where he's sitting near the swimming pool. His wife answers the door. She has a little, uh, small uh, pack, a little small envelope, and. Oh. John, before we get to that, I want to mention this is a key detail. When Rami Malik met with the the daughter's family, okay. this is a key element that we're gonna like that we'll, we're gonna mention that the parents said she always wore a red beret on her hair to keep her while she was running. Okay, yep. this is key to going on what we're gonna just mention like right now. All right, go ahead, John. Well, okay, so you know. Um, Rami Malek's wife takes it over to Baxter. Baxter opens it, and well and behold, there's a red beret that was holding the girl's hair to insinuate the fact that the girl is still alive. Yeah, so, the girl's alive, and Jared Leto was the killer. Everything, everything's happy, and it's right. gonna look the part. Not, not the case. We go back no. to. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on ahead. I'll let you finish okay. up. All right. We go back to Denzel throwing away stuff in the dumpster. Then we go to this big military box. Big box. Big key. That all along was the big thing. You open it's empty. There is nothing in this box to prove he did anything. And if you're wondering, oh, where'd you get that red beret? Like I thought they found it. Denzel apparently bought it at a general store. He bought a set of hair clips, one that had a red beret, and you see the area where it says the red beret, a color red, was missing. Denzel intentionally covered up what just happened because he didn't want Rami Malek to go fall down the same situation that he did when he shot the girl. So the right. red beret was was a dupe. It was it was fake. Right. So and also too. He also covered up evidence just like the person who did the ultrasound on the victim did for yep. him. So he's doing for uh, for the detective as well and for back for Baxter. So, yeah. you know, so let's go ahead and go into our final thoughts on it. So going um, into this so thing. Essentially, there's oh, oh. from the final and the ending we got. And that's how the movie ends. Denzel walks into the house with the dog. So, again, yep. no closure. We don't know who the killer is. Girl's still missing. There's another killer out there that's still doing it. We we have more questions and answers. We got no. We, we just get a lot of what just what did I just watched? What just happened? I'm so or, or and a lot of people are saying I'm so glad I didn't spend money on this in the theaters. <laughs> right. So my initial thoughts is this. Okay, I know I said this at the very beginning, and I said this on my Conjuring very first Conjuring review and Conjuring Two review. I'm okay with a slow burn type of movie and a slow tense kind of movie as long as you release that tension. 
as long as that tension is released and it's actually built up for that reason. So imagine this, you're holding your breath through this whole entire movie and waiting for that tension to actually be released. Then you get to the ending, it's like, there's no release. There's nothing there at all. Nothing just but still, yeah, just disappointment that you spent two and a half hours of your life that you can't get back again. And then on top of that, it sends a message, though, too, that saying that the police departments don't always get the killer. The police officers don't ever get the sometimes don't get the killer, nor do they ever get the killer right from the get go either. So that was the message that it's actually trying to actually give us is saying that they don't catch the criminals all the time and they also don't get the right criminal all the time either. So that's the message I actually got from it. I was disappointed with the way it actually ended. I was invested into this thing since the very beginning of this film. I was really thinking that this was more of a seven kind of vibe to it. I was thinking maybe um, he's going to wind up digging his own wife up, his own kids up with the shovel. Nothing. It's just a big old pile of cow dong by the end of this. <laughs> because Pretty that's much. actually how I feel. So I was, yeah. What's your initial thoughts? I hated it. I, I I mean, the movie had a lot of potential. First act, the first half, first act of it was great. Second act dragged on a little bit, but I was still intrigued, still guessing, still that. Then the third act happened, and I was pissed. Because honestly, I'm like, I invested all this time into it, and I always like movies with closure, with the bad guy getting it in the end, nobody getting away with it, like, people getting what they deserve. I got none of that from this movie. Like, this Same. is just, like, this is like a cop-out ending. It was like a bad ending. I'm like, seriously? Like, we, I got so many questions, and you didn't answer any single one of these questions. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, come <laughs> on. I'm like, 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 this, like, like I said, I was angry. I was like, what the heck? I'm like, what a way to start off 2021 with this stinker. Like, I mean, the performances were okay, I mean, Denzel was great. I mean, Denzel, like, I mean, the script was bad. Like, I mean, I thought it was a bad script. I thought a lot it's of my- stuff was like, yeah. Um, and I thought Malik was decent. I mean, but then again, to have these three guys as your main point, not re- and then you don't even see Jarrett Lett until like halfway through the movie. So I'm like, you're promoting him in this movie. He's not even in it, not even in it that long. Maybe like 30, 45 minutes. The whole movie is just mainly about Rami Malek and Jared Leto. And this is just another situation where if you have all it doesn't matter if you have all these good actors in it, it's the script and the plot mm-hmm. and what happens in it that. I mean, I've seen many movies with so many good actors in it and it sucked because I had high hopes and I was intrigued with this movie. I'm like, I said, I'm glad I didn't pay money to see this because I would have mm-hmm. like, I would have been pissed. But it's just, like- this ending. Okay. I do feel like Jared Leto's character was underutilized because the thing is, when you have an all-star cast like this, you want to utilize them for the best that they have. With this one, mm-hmm. Jared Leto's character was actually underutilized. I'm going to be honest with you. He didn't have the yeah. strongest development whenever they could actually use no. them for, for full potential. No. And like this overall, I was very disappointed because that ending sucked. And like I said, I mean, that's why, I mean, this is one of my worst movies of 2021 and it's number one right now. And it would be, it's, it's going to take something to, I mean, then again, I just watched Outside the Wire and that was 
that was terrible too. I mean, if you want to talk about a bad script writing, I'll get into it on that one. Um, but that this one was just, fact, we'll talk about that because I do want to do a review on that. Oh yeah, I'll be back for that. I got a lot of things to say about that one. That was. Okay. Um, but no, again, in this one, I was disappointed because you had me hooked in and then just to sen- essentially like slap me in the face saying that, ha ha, we got you. Like, I'm like, this is what I get for investing my time into something I think was going to be good or somewhat decent. And then I got crap. I mean, just to have right. that dupe ending, I'm like, that ending was like probably one of the worst endings I've seen in a long time. And what a way to start out 2021. <laughs> God, he's being max zero for one right now. <laughs> what do you rate this film? I gave it a That's five awesome. out of ten. Five out of ten. I, I gave it. A, what about a five out of five? Scale? Oh, five scale. Probably about a two out of five. Okay, for me, I'm gonna go a bit higher and just go with a okay. three. The okay. simple fact was I was satisfied with the runtime. I was satisfied with all that. It was the release of the ending that made me score it at a three. As long as you had me invested all that time and me guessing what's happening in this movie, you're going to get a good score for me from me. Unless, of course, the ending winds up falling to pieces, which this one did, because at first I was thinking, okay, this movie might actually be scored a little bit higher and everything, and then all of a sudden that ending happened. I'm like, okay, my score is now going to go from whatever number it was down to a three now, because my anticipation level was really good. Huh? Yeah, I I mean, I couldn't give it higher than a two. Just that ending for me, it was just very... I I mean, the the performances can do yeah you can have like the best actor in the world but if it's the script that's just terrible and then the the, the poor execution of said script and the, uh, the poor execution of the end is like i mean if if you have a really bad ending it's gonna be a very low score for me i mean like and like i said right. i mean i stopped doing my stuff out of five because i just want to i do my stuff out of ten because it's easier so i can easily give easier i mean i gave that a five out of ten i mean i was even tempted to give it a a three out of ten. Like, I mean, that ending was just awful. Okay. Let's see. Um, my final thoughts is this. If you guys still want to see this movie, go ahead and check this out for yourselves. Don't just go by what we're saying or anything like that. Voice your own opinion about what you think of this movie and tell us what you think in the comment section. Another thing, though, too, that I want to mention is this. Right now, there's three movies that are my are part of 2021 that I felt disappointed with. Outside the Wire, Wonder Woman 1984, and now this. So that's three films that I was really disappointed with. But I already got my initial thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984, which you can actually check out on the video side of things and also on the audio side of things as well. So check out the spoiler reviews for that. But we'll talk about Outside the Wire later on. But as far as letdowns and everything, those are the three movies that have let me down so far. Um, so another thing is, like, if you want to see this movie, it's fine. I think I would highly recommend not paying money for this in theaters. Don't risk it with COVID. Don't risk <laughs> it. Like, my buddy, he just watched it, and he was planning on going to the theaters, and his cat smacked the keys out of his hand. Like, his cat knew... 
that this movie was going to be bad. And let alone the cat was right. This movie was this bad. So if you're going to see it, see it, but do it at home. Like this is movie. This, this is a typical January movie that would come out at this time where theaters aren't doing that big business anyway. If you can watch it, if you, yeah. No, no, finish up. I'm sorry. Go okay. ahead. Um, but yeah, this is my, like, I've seen two movies in 21. Um, I had Wonder Woman in, in 2020 since it came out in 2020. That's when I put it on. My two movies so far have been a Netflix movie, Outside the Wire, and this one. And HBO Max, their next uh, their next movie after, I think, February 12th, you get the live-action version of Tom and Jerry. I'm not watching that. That looks terrible. And I think HBO Max is about to go 0-2. Um, right now, they're 2-2. Yeah, they're 0-2 for me right now, <laughs> as far as things go. Um, I didn't see the Anne Hathaway uh, Chata Etowal movie, Lockdown. Didn't look entertaining, so I wasn't going to invest my time. But if I watch Tom and Jerry, I'm going to hate it because it looks, <laughs> it looks, it looks, they should have just kept it as a cartoon. You don't need to make every, like, stop making everything live action. Nobody wants that live action. <laughs> right. Alrighty. So that's going to do it for the show for tonight and everything. I hope that everybody enjoyed this, uh, this segment and everything, this review. If you guys can go on ahead, show us some love. How do you do that? I'm glad that you guys asked. Just go on ahead, give us a thumbs up. And everything on our video. Not only that, but if you wanted to, go on ahead, share this with everybody amongst your friends. Tell everybody about Movie Lovers Unite. Another thing, too, Just is survive. if you guys want to, you guys don't have to. Go to the, uh, go on ahead, go to the GoFundMe page below. Do, show us some love by donating some money towards the towards us and everything. This is just to go ahead and get ourselves. Uh, some better sound equipment, some better uh, audio, just you know, just to get things a little bit more professional and everything too. But it all, it's just to keep the lights on. Another thing, too, guys, is if you, and everything. If you want to go to www.movieloversunite.com for all your entertainment needs and wants, go ahead and check that out over there. Then, of course, you can follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook. Then also to Movie Lovers Unite and TV Lovers Unite on Instagram. Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Pinterest as well. And then, of course, you can follow me on Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter. And then, of course, John DiGorio8 on Twitter. Now, here's the thing. Thursday night, Frenchie and I are actually going to be doing uh, trailer trailers versus movies. It's going to be on the speaker app at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Make sure you check that out. It's going to be a live event. It's going to be audio only. But it's a good way for us to actually interact with our fans as well. So go ahead and check us out over there. And then, of course, Monday through Friday, we actually release trailers. And, of course, we took maybe a little bit of a time off or whatever doing the uh, the trailer reviews and stuff like that, trailer reactions. But Monday through Friday, we normally do neighbors watching trailers. This is actually where Frenchie and I react to certain trailers. And then we give you us our, your initial thoughts on it. And then we also rate our level of excitement for that trailer. So check that out when you guys can. We also have some of those videos actually uploaded onto our YouTube channel. And always until next time, guys, it's been fun and it's been great. Thank you for joining me, Charlie, as always. And bye-bye. Bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. 
their whole entire catalog when it comes down to audiobooks is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.